Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, let the game begin. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on. Free Brooklyn. Yep. Your home of whatever it is you identify Brooklyn with That's at this right. point. I, I, you know, there's about five things I actually identify Brooklyn with. Uh-huh. And I've rolled through them several times in the intro. <laughs> and I don't know, you know, after at this point, there's just not that much. You know, maybe your cousin Phil. Uh-huh. You know, and it maybe is where it's where he lives. Yeah. So it's his home. It's your home for everything. You know, Jamaican uh, beef patties. But that's everywhere. It's not just, it's you know, there's lots of Jamaican beef cat patties out in Queens. There's a, There probably is. I know there is. In Jamaica, Queens, as a matter of fact. There might be. There are. <laughs> I can tell you that with, with, with a very, very uh, uh, definite knowledge. We'll give you a pass on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was just thinking, you know, when we do that, uh, that intro, uh-huh. which we've done... Hundreds and hundreds of times yeah. now. I know every word to everything in that intro uh-huh. except the song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is how the song goes to me. It's man or alive, humminimini, everybody going to win. Everybody's going to lose, but I'm going to win, going to get rich quick. But it's that one bit there right after man, man or alive. Uh-huh. And then it's just, I Everybody gonna lose, but I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This yep. is my lucky day. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, uh, it's weird that I. That's the one thing I that I still don't know that little bit. You got a goal now. No, you I you just, can figure out what that is. <laughs> that is how a sad new goal my life in life. Is. <laughs> that is that is truly <laughs> how sad my life is. Is that that is my new goal in life? Yeah, and I'm actually gonna do that now. I'm going to listen to it multiple times after you leave uh-huh. and still not, and get really frustrated. Just Google it. I can't get it. What's the fun in that, man? What the fuck? There's no fun anymore, dude. There really isn't. N- uh, nothing but phones. I don't. I I was at a get together a uh-huh. little while ago, and I don't go out much, as you know. I don't socialize much because I don't. I'm not a people person. Oh. And, uh, and I was just befuddled it really bothered me that anytime someone asked a question they just pulled out their phone and answered it it was like conversation is hard enough at parties for me but if i can't at least sit there and like rock in the corner (laughs) (laughs) that's what i end up doing because it's like i can't even have a you know we can't even talk about stuff we just google it and it's done i hate it i don't like it what do you like do you like what we do on the show not so much (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if we're having honest conversation okay. now, no, you know, yeah, I don't like much. Uh, what do I like? That's going to require some thought. Maybe I'll, while the show's going on, while you're droning on endlessly, uh-huh. I will uh, think of something okay. when I wander off in my brain. Deal between my uh-huhs and wow, uh, I'll 
<laughs> I'll I'll coast off into thinking about things that I like, mm-hmm. and maybe I'll come up with something. But I doubt it. Okay. There's not a lot that I like. That's just my my personality. Always yeah. has been. What's the show about? I like you. <laughs> Uh, this is Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, uh, where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Denise, come together once a week uh, after coming up with a topic, yeah, and then taking that topic and coming up with incredible ideas with which to get you, the listening public, uh-huh. extraordinarily rich. Yeah, we juice the topic. Do we juice it? We basically take it and put it oh, in the yeah, juicer. Oh, yeah, no, I get it. I was thinking pumping it up on steroids. Oh, That's, we do that too. Yeah, I guess we kind of yeah. do. We do both. Yeah. But we squeeze everything out of it. Oh, every last nugget. <clears throat> and Or drop. Yeah. Maybe is a better. Golden nugget, though. <laughs> Golden nugget. I, uh, sometimes it is like squeezing blood from a stone, though. It is. Um, but we you know, did it. We, we still do it. We always do it. We always do it. But, you know, and you guys. <laughs> for better can, or for worse. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can certainly. I'm pretty sure you can tell which ones those are. Yeah. It doesn't take, uh, uh, you know, much to figure out the ones we may have had a little trouble with. Yeah. Um, usually because at some point one of us says, this was a harder topic to come up with an idea than I thought. Anyway, so that's what we do, guys. Yeah. We uh, take these ideas. We put them out on the Ethernet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we don't ask anything for an upfront. No. I've said this before, and I'll say it again because I think it's important and it eats up some time, uh, <laughs> that we are not like these get-rich-quick gurus. Shysters. Uh, who sit around and come up with ideas to take your money from you. <sighs> we don't multi-level market. No. We don't. Uh, we don't uh, even single level market. <laughs> we don't market at all, really. <laughs> if 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 uh, we don't sit there and and do a one size fits all uh-uh. concept of getting rich, we come up with ideas that you know basically it's you know it may just be one person who yeah. connects with it a bespoke idea. <clears throat> it kind of is. It's a little bit like that, except you have no input. But it just if it's just one of those things that if it strikes you like, man, that's a good idea. And we've had It's a we, we spoke idea. We've had listeners You listen, we spoke. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that one hurt. That was a uh, great one. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Um <clears throat> we we've had listeners reach out to us and go, Man, that was like a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. That idea. Yeah, we get those letters all the time. All the time. Um, in the in the mail, no less. Some because a lot of our listeners believe in the mail. Yeah, um, we come up with these ideas. We give them to you. You take them. Whatever strikes your fancy. We don't ask for anything up front. We don't sit here and then tell you, well, like uh, you don't connect with this. Well, you need to come try our other thing and yeah. pay us for that before you see. We let you try it on for size. Try it on. It's like we're a clothing store. Yeah, take it for a test drive. That's right. We're a car lot. Um, uh, <laughs> we're we're. Anything where you get to try it out first yeah. before you pay. And then, and only then, once you've tried it on, tried it out, gotten taken rich. it for a test drive, and then gotten rich, and you're musing on your life, and your life before you were rich, how sad you were, how depressed you were, yeah, how angry you were. How pathetic you were. How pathetic you were, how, uh, you know... Whatever. How, how little you were attractive to the uh, sex of your choice. 
<laughs> I was gonna say the opposite sex. Yeah, but, but no. you realize you can't. That doesn't. You can't get away with that anymore. It doesn't fly. It doesn't. No. Um, however, whatever you know, however, how sad and lonely you were. Yeah. Uh, 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 you'll remember how when you would sit there all alone mm-hmm. in your home, crying in your car, Ugh. dark, quiet. Yeah. All you had on was this show to keep you company. Yeah. We were like your best friends. We were. We were your best friends. <laughs> in fact, you'd tell people, uh-huh. like how some people would say they had girlfriends in Canada. <laughs> yeah. You would tell people your best. You were just hanging out with your best friends, Josh and Noel, yeah. the other day. And they're oh, like, yeah. oh, you have two best friends named Josh and Noel. That's great. Good for you. A lot of people don't have that. And you'd be like, yeah, I do. But then you remember us. Yeah. Because you've kind of forgotten about us. You threw yourself into the work. Yeah. You go, oh, my God, Josh and Noel, my best friends. I can't leave them behind. No. They got me rich. And so what can I do for them? No, what can they do for us? I can tell you what they can do is they can reach in their pockets, pull out some bearer bonds, and give us 10% of all your riches that you've made from our ideas. That's it. Tithe us. Mm. 10% is all we ask. Is that how we want the money in bearer bonds? Anyway. Okay. Anyway. But I just figured if they're that rich, bearer bonds may be the most convenient. Is it convenient? I know nothing about bearer if bonds. If you've got bearer bonds just falling out of your pockets, it probably is. <laughs> do people just have bearer bonds? Is that how bearer bonds work? Our listeners do. <laughs> Our <laughs> listeners do. Is it really better than just carrying cash? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Okay. Just like on any car lot, when you get a lemon, you make lemonade. We'll take Bitcoin right now, we'll too. We'll take Bitcoin. We'll take Dogecoin. Dogecoin. I don't know Dogecoin. Uh, it's, it's another one of those. It should be called Dogecoin. Yeah. Because well, all that shit is... No, it's after the meme. The Doji. What's a Doji? It's like a dog. Oh, I don't know this meme. Yeah. Anyway, so that's it, guys. You tie this 10%. Yeah. Because uh, you like us so much. Yeah, it's and a bargain. We, we got you rich. Yeah, this is like a fraternity. You pay to be our friends. yeah yeah and every once in a while we uh shove a beer bong up your ass and yeah get you drunk with an enema yeah and it's all a secret that's right (laughs) you can't tell anybody (laughs) we should make a secret handshake we don't have one no i would do it except you don't like to be touched that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) anyway noel yeah how have you been, man? How was your week? I, it was great. Uh, my uh, <clears throat> sister was in town last weekend with my two youngest nieces. Uh-huh. And this was their first time in the city, right? Uh, it was their first time in New York. Oh, right. That's true. Yeah. We had a... Gr- call, I'm, I'm just curious. Do uh-huh. people... You know, I grew up in New York, and for my whole life, New York was always just called the city. Sure. Anyone out like, who lived outside of New York... When you would say the city, they knew what you were talking about. And specifically, really, when I was growing up, it was Manhattan. I think it's expanded a bit now. Mm-hmm. But but they would people would just say, I'm going to the city, or are you from the city? Yeah. Um, is that the same as would, would people call, do people call like Chicago the city who yeah. live in the city? So like if I tell someone from Chicago, I'm from the city, they're going to think I'm talking about Chicago, right? Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. Uh, same with Toronto. They would call them <clears> say you live in the city. Okay. Um, I guess that's every city. Yeah. So we had a grand old time. Mm -hmm. We walked around. Mm -hmm. We ate a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
We went to see uh, School of Rock on Broadway. Did you introduce the kids to any new and exciting foods? I did. What? I got them ramen. Oh, they'd never had it before, They'd never had ramen. Is that not a big thing in Chicago right now? No, you know what? When I go back to Chicago, (coughs) my sister is always like, at some point she'll be like, what are the hot new foods in New York, (laughs) right? And and, and the last couple times I was like, ramen's gotten really big. And she's always like, ramen. Because uh, she thinks it's the pot noodles, exactly. Right? So I took the her noodles. Uh, to uh, Momofuku, mm-hmm. and we got really good ramen, mm-hmm. and they were all like, "This is awesome!" Mm-hmm. And now they see the light. Um, but so yeah, we went to School of Rock, and all the kids in it play all the instruments, which right. was I, I think a great thing for my nieces to mm-hmm. see. And uh, one thing I loved about the show is one of the songs in it is Stick It to the Man. Oh, yeah. And at the end of the show, it's like a concert, right? A Battle of the Bands concert. Mm -hmm. And then they just play a couple songs for the audience, right? And they get all the kids in the whole place, which was, you know, everyone that's there is there with a kid or two. right? Uh, And they get them all screaming, Stick It to the Man. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. Uh I thought that was fantastic. And then all those kids uh-huh. went home to yeah. their very expensive apartments yeah. that their parents who work on Wall Street pay for, mm-hmm. who basically are all the man, mm-hmm. and listen to that song over and over again and laugh. Yeah. Because it's all a lie. <laughs> um, it's a great story you just told, Noel. Uh-huh. Uh, and fitting, yeah. weirdly enough, Oh, yeah. because it, it sort of indicates what our topic is today. Yeah, it does. Which is our topic this week is the man. How to That's get right. rich with them, off them, against them. How to stick it in your pocket. The man. You know, it's it's it's. You were very excited about this. Uh, uh, usually, Noel will text me like four or five ideas. Uh huh. It'll be like you know, it's it's as if he's texting, as if he's just shooting them out of his mouth right there. It's like bam, bam, bam. You I know, am like, usually like goats, chickens, tables, houses. <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. And then I'll go over them and I'll be like, eh. Or yeah, and then I'll, or I'll p- just pick one and uh-huh. and we'll be fine. Or you'll text me back like Noel's butthole, <laughs> Noel's scrotum. <laughs> I might do that as well. Yeah. And you d- just ignore me. That's the thing I find interesting about those. I think you'd like those because you know so much about them. You would definitely know ways to get wealthy off of them. But whatever. I'm not going to get into that. I was trying to help you out. Um, but this time, he just texted the man. Yeah. And I let it sit there for a while because I had to think about it, let it macerate. Uh-huh. Because to me... The man is kind of a heart. The ma- the whole point of the man is uh-huh. is the man is trying to keep you down. Yeah, that's what the man's doing, and you're either the man, or you're getting fucked by the man. Yeah. Um. So it's like you know, there's no doesn't seem to be any middle ground on how to get rich off of the man without being the man. Uh huh. Was sort of where I, I I was having trouble with. But then he was very insistent. He seemed like he really wanted the I, man. I just really wanted to say about how I thought it was great that they got all these kids to to <laughs> chant, <laughs> stick it to the man. So did you text me that like right after the show? The next day. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you just you just had it in your head so you could tell the story. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because it was really like, you know, I let it sit and then you were like, then I get a text and he had texted me this the, the day before he usually texts text me this stuff. So I interpreted that he was very excited about it being the man. Uh-huh. And then you text me like, hello, the man? Like, well, because you waited like, over a day. I did. I, I let it sit for a while, uh-huh. and then I had like sticking it to the man. Because I thought maybe you'd like think about it and be like, "Oh, let me throw out some others." But no, I thought you were like, "I was like, okay, he wants to do the man." Yeah. So the man, Noel. Yeah. Getting rich from the man. That's right. We're gonna make some mayonnaise. How do you? <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't even know what that means. We'll make some cheddar salad. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell me how you know the need. Uh-huh. Think people are going to get rich from the man. Okay, I'll tell you. So as uh, we mentioned, sticking it to the man, right? Um, when I was a kid, uh, you know the book "Steal This Book" by Abby Hoffman. I know of it. Yes. Well, I I found it at a used bookstore mm-hmm. and I bought it mm-hmm. and I read it mm-hmm. and I loved it. Uh-huh. Uh and it's so it's all about like uh was this when you were really working for the man? Was this when you were working in banks that you were uh that you found this or was this recently or No, this when I was a kid. Oh, when you were a young man. Yeah, okay, but, gotcha. or a, a young teen maybe. So right about when he wrote it. <laughs> Uh, when uh, like twelve or thirteen, gotcha. Right, so it's got all these uh, how to scam things, and then it's got different sections how to make like Molotov cocktails <laughs> and like how to. But a lot of it is how how to scam, right? Like I remember one thing was uh, if you want to go see movies <clears throat> for free, when people are leaving, you walk in the exit backwards. <clears throat> And everyone that looks at you will think you're walking the right way because you're pointed the right direction. Was this intended to be a comedy book? A little bit of both, You yeah. know, because that's a thing that I used to see in uh, in uh, uh, comic routine, comedy routines. Uh-huh. Uh, like, you know, sketches and things like that. And even in films, I've, I'd seen that work. Woody Allen did it in several films. Okay. Where, went, you know, the more slapstick stuff like sure. bananas and that kind of he stuff. He ripped off Abby Hoffman. Maybe. He might have. Or maybe Abby Hoffman ripped off. Woody Allen. It's just a vicious circle. Or other yeah. Jewish comedians. Uh, I, I I used to love all that stuff, all that kind of like uh, hippie stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Couldn't tell by looking at you. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't look like a hippie. <laughs> no. <laughs> have you ever looked like a? Did you have you ever had like long hair? No, I had a short flat top for eighteen years. Yeah, I saw that picture. That was crazy. You looked like a cop. 18 years of pictures. Yeah, yeah I did look like a cop. All the cops thought I was a cop. <laughs> that, was, that was great. That haircut, let me tell you something, uh-huh. opened doors. Yeah. Because all the cops thought I was a cop. All the firemen thought I was a fireman. All the like labor union guys thought uh-huh. I was a labor union guy. All the army dudes thought I was an army dude. Uh, and then in any sketchy situation you were in, they all thought you were a cop or something like that. So you yeah. got left alone a little bit. When I first moved here... When I would go down to Surf Reality, uh, there was a, a couple blocks where there'd always be like uh, drug deals going on, mm-hmm. and people would freak out when I started walking down the street. And they would like a couple times, like people like knocking on the door and like I'm getting closer, and they're like mm-hmm. f- start frantically knocking, like <laughs> dude, let me in, let me in, dude, 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 let me in, and like, <laughs> like people really <laughs> thought I was a cop. <laughs> 
That's great. Yeah. September 12th, I went right down to the World Trade Center. Really? Yeah. You, you were you were you were flat top then? Yeah. Huh. Did I know you then? I uh, guess not. No. No. You act you know what? You met me right after I grew my hair out. Uh-huh. Because I started growing my hair out and Irving uh, a, f- a mutual friend of ours who had to do with a play that uh, we were both involved in. He was at uh, Collective Unconscious one right. night, and he's we're talking, and he just keeps looking at me, and he keeps going, "Dude, you look like a pilot." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and then keep talking, talking about whatever we're talking about, and he keeps <clears throat> going back to like, "No, you really look like a pilot now." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," blah blah blah, blah. and then he's finally like, "Do you want to read for something?" And I said, yeah, and then that's how I got cast in CVR. You just have that, you'd look like an authority figure. Yeah. And just depending on wh- what your hair is like dictates which authority figure you look like. Sure. Yeah. Which one do I look like now? You still look like a pilot. Has your hair changed since I met you? No. It's the same goddamn hairdo you've had. Yeah. It's like I, I get a cut every month. You've had two haircuts in your adult life. Styles, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Pilot and, and cop. And before Flat Top, it was basically this. <clears throat> My whole life. Okay. So I basically had two haircuts. So you were destined to be play a pilot on off, 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 off Broadway. <laughs> yeah. And then on independent <laughs> <My> cinema. My destiny. <laughs> Aim high. Uh, so anyway. So anyway, guys. Uh, uh, Abby Hoffman, steal this book. I loved it. Um, you know, nowadays, it, it's harder to say uh, who the man is. Who's sticking it to the man you know, we all think we are conservatives trying to drain the swamp and burn it down. You know, liberals are out there. We got hashtag me too. We got <clears throat> all sorts of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. We got protests. We got records numbers of liberals running for office to try and take the government back. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the man? Who isn't the man? It's hard to say, right? Yeah. Uh, so I looked up on the internet to see how uh, people are sticking it to the man. Okay. Right? Because it used to be clear. Uh, so turns out there's lots of ways, mostly small. You know, most most ways people stick it to the man are small <laughs> little incremental ways. Uh, I saw there's people that said they give employee discounts to people, to random people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one guy who worked at a pizza place. And they're supposed to measure out the cheese, which he thinks is bull. So he puts extra cheese on the pizzas mm-hmm. when the boss isn't looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this on Reddit or something like uh, that? There was a lot of them on Reddit. 4chan? I, uh, I didn't go to 4chan. <laughs> I do a lot of this stuff at lunch at work. So uh, there there was a lot of people uh, who were all pooping at work. Mm-hmm. And then to every, every time... There was all sort. I looked at a lot of these forums. I wasted a lot of my time looking up these stupid forum things, and there were (coughs) a lot of references to people pooping, only pooping at work, and every time only pooping at work. Well, uh, making sure they poop at work, right? Okay, and uh, and then calculating how much they (coughs) make to poop Uh uh, (laughs) over a year. See that to me Uh is less sticking it to the man than sad. Like that—that's their idea of sticking it to the man, yeah. I guess. But every time it was mentioned, mm-hmm. there was all every single time a re- a reply to their 
thing saying, uh, what was it? The man make makes a buck, I make a dime. That's why I poop on the company dime time. <laughs> Every single time. Uh-huh. Uh so there was uh also a lot of self checkout scams where people uh you know pay for a banana and take a <clears throat> real right. expensive banana. Yeah, I like self checkout is like I, I don't understand how how businesses don't lose a fortune on because they charge us all extra. Uh, <laughs> okay. They uh, people will take an office supplies and creamers <laughs> and toilet paper from work. Uh, people paying fines and change. <laughs> there was there was a guy who would talk about how every time he pa- he passes a cop he farts. <laughs> I wonder how many times he's accidentally shit himself with that one. Yeah, you know what I mean. When you're pushing out, when you're trying to force a fart out, you're gonna turd yourself. Well, really you save that one for the judge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Um, there, w- there was a guy who would allow shoplifting to go on in stores that he worked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was th- a few people would take junk mail and stuff it in the uh, prepaid reply envelopes from other junk mail and mail them. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, wh- wh- what do you do? What do you do to stick it to the man? I don't, you know, I, I live my life. Ignoring the man, uh-huh. so I don't necessarily stick it. There's no man to. St- Although yesterday, I gotta say, I got into a shouting match with my landlord. Okay, I lit into him while he was showing someone. Uh, he's trying to sell the buildings, uh-huh. and he was showing someone around to sell them the buildings. And I came outside and I started screaming at him in front of this this potential buyer <laughs> that he needs to fix my fucking gas, and he's a liar, and he's a piece of shit. And uh, I don't want to hear it from him, and I'm going to sue him. Uh-huh. And uh, then I looked at the guy, and I said, don't go into business with this piece of shit. You're going to regret every second of it. And then I walked away. Did you? I did. I absolutely <laughs> did. I, I had a, well, I haven't had fucking cooking gas for four months now. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, you know, but yeah, I've, I lit into him. He really literally didn't know what to do. Good. He, he sort of froze. And then my big closing one is I grabbed my dog because I realized, oh, he's crazy. I, I think I've told you this before. He's he's crazy, uh, uh, like actually crazy, mm-hmm. and uh, has a history of sort of uh, violent episodes. But he's pretty old now. But I was just walking out without my dog, and then I realized I should go back and get Herschel because in case he decides he's going to burn my house down, I don't want my dog to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and got Herschel, and I'm walking by, and there's just a ma- he, where they're standing is sort of by the garbage area where all the all the uh, <coughs> all the uh, all the buildings leave their garbage. Yeah, and no one's taking the garbage out in almost a month, mm-hmm. and it's just piled high with garbage. And as as I'm walking out, I look over and go, "And that's all your fucking garbage too. Don't blame the restaurant." And then I slam the door. Uh-huh. That was my big closing line. So I guess that was sticking it to the man. Yeah. He was the man to me. My biggest probably stick it to the man was, uh, as we've discussed before, my apartment when I moved in, uh, they were hiding the fact it was rent stabilized. And I figured it out and got him to switch it <coughs> and pay me the overpayment back. That's a huge stick it to the man in New yeah. York City, man. That's a huge stick it to man. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't burn the building down just to fuck you. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? That's always my fear about sticking it to the man, though, uh-huh. is that the man, no matter what, the man is sort of all powerful, uh-huh. right? And they always have the upper hand in every, you know, no matter, you ha- may have the upper hand, you may win the battle, yeah. but it's hard to win the war. And I always, like, at some point, if, like, I were the man and someone just got me angry enough, I would just spitefully ruin my own shit just yeah. to bring them down. Yeah, well. That's very Donald Trumpian of me. I got something for you then. Okay. Right? So uh, we can make it a little harder to get caught. We can make sure that you're... Uh, playing your games with like-minded folk mm-hmm. we can gamify sticking it to the man right what we're gonna do what you're gonna do dear listener unless you're the man uh i don't think the man listens to our show no i don't think so okay. that's the only person that doesn't that's right because he's already got although that's not true we've already established that many of the corporations out there have Taking our ideas and not giving us our but money. But they're probably mailroom guys, and that's how they're climbing the corporate ladder is by taking our ideas. Regardless, they're still the man. Yeah, they are now. We're getting fucked by the man. Yeah, right now. Yeah, currently. Uh, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna make an app that gives you credit when you do things to stick it to the man. Oh, right. So you you get some credit <coughs> for pooping at work. Uh huh. You get credit for all these things. Uh. And it's going to be Bluetooth enabled. Uh-huh. And if you have credit and you're in the Stick It to the Man Club, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's going to notify others that are near you so that they give you the extra cheese. They let you shoplift. They let you get away with things. And that's how they're sticking it to the man so they get credit. I see. So, okay, I get that. And and the credits are what? What is the credit? Is you, it like credits points. To, to points to buy something or trade in for something or to stick it to the man? You, you put the, it this way: you have to <clears throat> you have to participate, right? To be able to, if you don't have points, even if you got your Bluetooth, it's not going to notify this guy that oh, here's a guy who gets extra cheese. So the the, the only uh, if you have points build up will it be like. Ding. Right, so you have to get a certain amount of points for the extra cheese guy to know that you're sticking it to the man. Yeah. Right. Okay, I get that. So so the points are just really a tracking system. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so then how do you as the app maker make get rich okay. off of this? Okay, so uh, what you do <laughs> is all these people, you let their points build up and mm-hmm. build up and build up and... They're telling their friends, and they're all getting in there, and everyone starts sticking it to the man who's mm-hmm. got a little piece of, like, F you in him, right? Right, right. Uh, and uh, when enough points are built up and your your user base is built up, you turn them all in, mm-hmm. bust them all, and now you're the man. <laughs> 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 so really what you're saying is it just becomes a way for the man to track people sticking no, it to the man. You become the man. Right. And then but you still have the uh still have the app. Yeah. And you can start tracking people who are sticking it to the man. Oh yeah. And then you just know so even people not sticking it to the man are getting busted left and right. Yeah. As you do it. You know, it's funny, you, 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 I was just thinking about, my dad had two things that he did uh-huh. that were just right up on that thing. So he would go, there's a Gristidi's right near me, mm-hmm. or a D'Agostino's right near me, that's super expensive. And he would shop there, 
And every time he'd shop there, as far as he was concerned, they they had like a, a book rack there. Yeah. He would steal a book. Okay. Right? He, that, he felt that was what he was owed for paying so much money for these shitty groceries that he was getting <laughs> okay. at, at the D'Agostino. And one time he took the book, slid in his pocket and looked up, and the security guard was staring right at him. Uh-huh. And they looked at each other. And just winked. And the security guard just nodded his head at him. <laughs> and my father fucking <laughs> walked out. Um, so that was, they were both sticking it to the man there. Yeah. And then the other thing my dad would do was he would go up to the big fairways on 124th Street. And the first thing he would do would go to the coffee section. And he would get a bag of the $35 a pound Kona. Uh-huh. And a bag of the $7 a pound house blend. And then as he was shopping, he would very gently sort of pick the labels off uh-huh. of the two things and then swap them. And then if I was with him, I'd have to go and put the the <laughs> the the six ninety nine the the six ninety nine uh 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 blend that now has the thirty five dollar a pound one back on the rack. Uh-huh. And then we he'd get the thirty five dollar pound for seven bucks. But not only that, he would be screwing the man with his luxury item who's thinking that he's grabbing the $35 a pound thing, uh-huh. and it turns out to be only the $7 coffee. Yeah. So he's not getting what he's paying for either. Yeah. It's a double screw of the man. <laughs> there. You, That's you, what he did. For years he did that. There, there's someone at my work, <clears throat> some guy at mm-hmm. my work, that uh, obviously their way of exacting revenge on the workplace is to steal men's room keys. And it's like a crisis at my work at all times. And the woman who is in charge of like making sure there's men's room keys mm-hmm. and stuff, uh, she's gone through. She's only been with us like about a year. And she has gone through like twice as many men's room keys as there are men at my company. That's crazy. And half of us, when we first went to this office, all got keys made. Oh, really? So, like, I have a key for the bathroom on my key <laughs> ring, so I never touch the keys. Uh-huh. Because the, the, the keys to the men's room are the grossest thing there. Okay. Everyone holds them while they poop. Uh, or they put them down? In poop. Uh, <laughs> you you are such a germaphobe. And, no, 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 I'm not. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, so someone <laughs> is stealing, like, record numbers of, of keys. And I was at the urinal one time peeing, and I looked, and down you could see down the pipe. Someone had flushed it? It was a bathroom key, <clears throat> yeah. That's so fucked up. The, th- the fucked up thing about that is you're not really screwing the man. I mean, yeah, you're screwing the man because he has to pay an extra 150 bucks In keys. In keys. But who you're really screwing are your fellow dudes who need yeah. to use the bathroom. Yeah. And the lady... Who has to like drop everything <laughs> she's doing it's to like go a, make a men's room every, key? Every three weeks, there's a, a mass email sent out to the whole office uh-huh. of like, if you have a men's room key, bring them back. I just had thirty five made. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, um, the man. Yeah. Do we want to do? Because that we've got we're going a little long here. Uh-huh. Do we want to do tip right now, or do we want to? Do you want to hear my idea? Let's hear your idea. Okay. So uh, here here's one of my ideas. All right, the man. So I looked up the man uh-huh. in uh, an urban dictionary, and this is what the man, as far as the urban dictionary says, the man is the head of quote the establishment. Yep. Put in place to quote bring us down. Mm-hmm. 
Though nobody has physically seen the man, he's assumed to be a male Caucasian between the ages of 25 and 60 Uh and is rumored to have a substantial amount of acquired wealth, presumably acquired by exploding those whom his... What I say? Exploding. Oh, I'm sorry. Exploiting those whom his establishment is keeping down. Mm-hmm. That seemed like a pretty solid, yeah, solid uh, 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 definition of that. But what I what what I sort of tagged into on this was this idea that uh, no one has physically seen the man. Sure. So really, anyone could be. The man, mm-hmm. and that started me thinking about. Did you ever hear of J.T. Leroy? Mm. So J.T. Leroy <clears throat> was the fictitious creation of a writer, yeah, who wrote a, a couple of books where J.T. Leroy was the main character and wrote them as memoirs. Okay, uh, and basically it was about this young man's uh, horrible, horrible life as the son of a drug-addicted prostitute who takes him away from his foster family and then starts dressing up as a woman and pimping him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, you know, it's just drugs and pain and abuse upon abuse and abuse. And it's like incredibly uh, a sad, horrible story. But then he comes out on the other end as this 20-year-old sort of literary wonderkind. Mm-hmm. People fell in love with this book, and people started asking, is this person real? Oh, I, I heard about this. <clears throat> There's been a, a documentary made about it, I think, mm-hmm. called Author. Uh, and basically, the woman who it was a woman who wrote this book. She was a 30-year-old stay-at-home mother. She'd never, she was an amateur writer, essentially. She'd never been published before. She, she uh, uh, had never tried being published before. Um, she decided that she was going to say, yes, this person was real. And mm-hmm. so what she did was she, she, her boyfriend, husband at the time, uh, and a friend of hers, this woman who was a friend of hers, who was uh, sort of androgynous looking, young and androgynous looking, uh, put together a whole plan. And the the friend of hers would be J.T. Leroy. Yeah. She would be this person, Speedy, who was J.T.'s uh, uh, public relations person, and her, the husband wouldn't, wasn't really involved, but he knew about the whole thing. And J.T. Leroy became a literary sensation mm-hmm. and was going to all the parties, uh, uh, was becoming friends with all these uh, famous people. And Speedy was always there by J.T.'s side. And it became this whole crazy fucking thing that they got into everyone's confidence, um, became friends with people. And no one knew. Everyone believed that despite that this very, because I've seen the pictures, like when you look at the person being JT, mm-hmm. they would, she would be wearing like this really uh, shitty blonde wig and uh, always wearing shades. Um, looked like a woman. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't really androgynous. Did not look like a young boy, but really looked like a woman, to me at least. But people fell for it because they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Right, they wanted to believe that this person existed. It fit within the frame of the stories that they wanted to tell and what they wanted to believe about this person, and to a degree, to the altruism that they wanted to show that they were helping this person out. I mean, this was a situation where someone asked JT, uh, 
what the, what his Christmases were like, and he said he'd never had a Christmas before. He never celebrated Christmas, never experienced Christmas. Mm-hmm. So they went and bought him a gift for every Christmas that he missed. Someone else, when hearing that story, canceled their Christmas that they had planned for the year to be with their family. These are all very wealthy, well-connected people and 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 just celebrated Christmas with J.T. Leroy. Uh-huh. A lot of stuff like this. So people were sort of shocked and surprised when it turned out that this person was uh, uh, fooling them. Yeah. And I was thought that was really interesting that someone could get away with that, right? All these ostensibly really smart people, even though the evidence, you know, and as these lies sort of build up, it's hard to deny that they're lies, right? But yet with all the evidence just sitting right in front of them, because of the collective sort of uh, uh, acceptance of this that uh, uh, they couldn't see past the, you know, they couldn't see what was right in front of them. Mm -hmm. And then I was looking stuff up, and this is apparently a thing that's called the Emperor's New Clothes Syndrome, right? And as we know, the Emperor's New Clothes is that this super egotistical emperor uh, was uh, convinced by these two shysters that the, uh, claim they were tailors and that they would make him the most incredible <clears throat> suit that anyone had ever seen mm-hmm. uh, and that it would cost him a fortune, but it would be no one would be able to tell the difference. The only people who wouldn't be able to see this were people who were stupid yeah. and ignorant. Yeah. Right? And they let everyone know that the only people that couldn't see the beauty of this outfit was the stupid and ignorant people. So they didn't make them anything. They went through the per- the the, mm-hmm. the 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 movements of, of miming of dressing him, and then he's walking around naked. And the only person who called him out for being naked walking down the street was this little boy. But even after he called him out, all of the people still said how beautiful his clothes were. And so that is what is known as Emperor's New Clothes Syndrome. Mm-hmm. And it seems pretty easy to do. You just convince people that if they don't believe something, yeah. that they are a moron. They're a moron. Yeah. So this is basically my thought. You are just going to come out and be the man. Okay. You'll create a backstory. You'll hire a PR firm. Things like this have to start slowly. Yeah. Right? Uh, I, I think leak press releases. Mm-hmm. Is a way to go. You know what I mean? Say, you know, and, and I'm not sure how to get into this. Just sort of like you gotta you gotta start with 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 uh uh just sort of uh uh you know the the basis of it was there was a movie that Whoopi Goldberg was in mm-hmm. where she was like some sort of uh uh uh, uh financial genius. And she created because she was a woman, no one would take her seriously, so she created a male alter ego. Okay. And then, uh, uh, you know, started making it happen. But then she had to actually be that alter ego. People wanted to meet him. Sure. And it's built... a common trope. Right. Oh, it is. Okay. There you, you know, go. Uh, Yentl. Who are you, who are you calling a common trope? <laughs> who are you calling? Well, but Yentl was just trying to get some there, school learning in. There was one in the high school where they switch. Yeah, but that's switching identities. I'm not necessarily talking about like. No, no, I'm talking about someone pretending to be a dude. Right, but that's not really what I'm talking about. But I get what you're saying. Okay. Right, I got you. That's a common trope. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, so you're going to, the reason I say this is because you can sort of follow the pattern of that film. Because what she did was she started out 
by sort of just getting the words out in the right circles that uh-huh. this person exists, right? And then once you get the words out in the right circles, the whispering starts to happen, and then yeah. people start saying, oh, you know, so-and-so's, and the, yeah. have you heard about this guy? No, but yeah, I just sort of heard about him, and he's got all this, and, and you create this myth around the person, mm-hmm. and then eventually you build, you let it build, you let it build, you let it build, and then you show up. You know, and that's what your your PR firm will help you do. But you are going to be the man, and you are going to take it all over. And just by being the man, look, it's not a great time to be the man right now, but it's still better than not being the man right now. Yeah. Um. And and that's kind of it. It's broad, I uh-huh. know, but uh, I think it's and it's one person. Yeah. There may be a battle royale between a bunch of people being the men. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Or the women. Yeah. But there you go. The peeps. That's it. That's good. I like it. You ever, you ever see the movie Hi Mom? No. It was uh, <clears throat> Brian De Palma, Robert De Niro, old like '60s movie, and he's it just kind of meanders all around. Mm-hmm. So at first, De Niro's like this dude who's almost like a peeping tom and like films in people's <clears throat> windows, and then he ends up uh, getting in with like the Black Panthers and getting all about that. Uh huh. And then he like leaves all that. And just starts like settling down, gets an office job, wears a suit to work, uh, climbs the corporate ladder. And at the end, he just walks out of the building and puts something down and gets about a block away. And then it's like him talking, uh, saying, like, if you want to defeat the easiest way to defeat the enemy is to look like the enemy so you can walk amongst them. And then the building blows up, <laughs> and then the the news crews come and show uh-huh. up and are filming this this blown up building, and he's in the crowd and just gets in front of the camera and goes, "Hi, mom," <laughs> and that's the end of it. It's great. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that just made me think of that. Uh, you know what else it makes me think of is us trying to become the man by living our dream of selling our soul to corporate America. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why every week uh, Josh and I explore the ways we're actively doing this in our, what we like to call Josh and Noel's newest segment, Josh and Noel Sellout. Uh, you know, the typical ways. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel show page, hit the Sponsor button. Pledge an amount, half that money goes to Josh and I, half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. If you don't like us or you just don't want to give us money for some reason... You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, hit the pledge button, pledge an amount, all that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn, none of that money comes to us, you get a tax break. So you're the man now. And you can leave a message saying, get these guys off the air, or you can leave a message saying, we love them, we love them, not enough to give them money. Uh, and there's also corporations, you know, you who are uh, Rockefellers. For this one, right? The Rockefellers. Rockefellers. Medici's. Or or the School of Rockefellers. The School of (laughs) Rockefellers, yeah. Uh, Yeah, callback. Brian De Palma. Yeah. Get in touch with us. Mm -hmm. Make an agreement. We can hate you. We don't care. Yeah. We we, we work for you. We want to lick the man's asshole clean. Ooh, mm, mm, Mm. I'm hungry. Mm. Uh, So that's what you can do, guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, and as thanks for letting us explore our dreams in this way <laughs> like you just did, we, we already have a show that's going to get you rich, but you know what else we do? What else do we do, No, We throw in another little mini topic to get you a little more mini rich. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. 
The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Money is like the sun. It shines on all abundantly and does not discriminate on those it shines upon. Remember how the sun works. It doesn't say, I don't like that person, or I don't like that flower, or you know what, this tree is behaving bad, so I'm not gonna shine my light, I'm not gonna give it warmth. The sun isn't personal, it doesn't discriminate. It basically gives light and warmth to everything it meets. Money is like the sun. It is fair and it shares with all of those who eagerly desire it. Uh, yeah, now that, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Money is fair and shares equally with all those that desire it. It does. It's like the sun. It's like the sun. Mm -hmm. That's Daniel Alley. Yeah. That was a little more Daniel Alley for you. Yeah, it sure is. I love Daniel Alley. <laughs> I Love know you him. do. I do. Dan, come on our show. Yeah, Dan. Come on. Stop playing hard to get. I think you need to start in the description, start sort of putting his name in there so oh. when he when he searches himself, yeah, cuz you know he's got to have a good Google idea. alerts for himself and yeah. searches himself all the time, it pops up and he'll start like going like why does this show keep having my name in in tagged in it yeah. and then and then see uh, if he gets and reaches out to us. I, I'll, that's a great idea. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> So, you guys, the man. Uh, th it's good that we went long because I'm a little, a little. This is a quickie. You're just little. I'm, I'm just little. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm little man. Uh huh. Uh, so, how do you become the man? Uh, you know, Daniel Alley's got a lot of ways. Yeah, he does. He, you know, take up sailing as a, <laughs> as a hobby. That's right. Be uh, like the sun. Yeah, just go and hang out. No, well, not don't be like the sun. Just understand that money is, is like, like the, the sun. sun. Yeah. Uh, go. The other one he has, the big one that he likes to talk about is uh, reading mm -hmm. and uh, just hanging around rich people. Yeah. Yeah, because anyone can just go and hang out where rich people hang out. Yeah, so those ways are already covered. So how mm -hmm. how can you make money, either becoming the man or getting other people to become the man, right? Uh, and I tried to think outside of all these shysters that we shun every week, who who's got a good example? And I realized, Dracula, <laughs> right? Uh huh. Uh, and 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 to be. M more specific, okay, I also looked up the definition of the man. Okay, what did and, you come up uh, with? It said, the oppressive powers that be, <laughs> including the government and corporations, the system is coordinated outside of one's control. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, Renfield, right? He is training to be the man. He is subjugating small things mm -hmm. and working up the ladder to subjugate bigger things. Okay. Right? Yeah, all right. So enough of these shysters trying to sell you with their plans. <clears throat> what you're going to do, dear listener, is you are going to start your own self-help group <laughs> to get people, pay, they will pay you dearly, so that they can become the man. Right? You got you to gotta talk confidently. You got to wear a nice suit. And you're going to Renfeld these mofos. Right, so you're gonna first give them insects that they subjugate, uh -huh. that they oppress, that they torture, that, that they, they rain death upon sometimes for no reason. That they eat. That they eat. That's what Renfield did. He well, ate. that is also what he did, right. and they can eat them too, right? Because eat the you know, well, the it's actually eat the rich, the, uh -huh. the right. expression. <laughs> but but you know you get what I'm talking about, right? Uh, 
and and then you work them through uh-huh. their plan. It's a multi-week course. Yes, it is. Keeps getting bigger. They get to mice. Uh-huh. They get up, uh, maybe you could even get bunnies in there. Uh-huh. Dogs? Cats? Uh, I don't want to do dogs and cats. I, I don't like either, that. but, you know, I mean. Well, the course only goes so long. And then at the <laughs> end you say, now you know the principles of being the man. Mm-hmm. Go out there. Money's like the sun. And <laughs> it doesn't people, discriminate. It doesn't discriminate. People will pay you dearly. They'll be lining up. And after going through this basically brainwashing mm-hmm. that you're doing of them, they will be convinced that you really are teaching how to be the man, and they will be referring others. It, it, you'll make massive money. That's it. That's good. That's solid. Okay, so real quick, uh-huh. um, I was looking at sort of the ways the man keeps us down okay. and some of the terrible things that the man does. Yeah. And one of the biggest ways that I found out that the man controls us is with chemtrails. Okay. Obviously. Obviously. Um. And I was looking, and, and, and you know, chemtrails encompass a lot of different things. Sure. A lot of, chemtrails are used for different things. But the one that it's being used a lot for, apparently, is to control the weather as it stands right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, these chemtrails are a toxic cocktail of alumi- alumini- al- aluminum. Aluminium. Yeah, as they say, across the pond. Strontium. Uh-huh. How do they say it in Canada? Do they say alu- alum- aluminum, aluminum or do they say aluminium? Aluminum. Um, strontium and barium are sprayed from these planes, causing those chemtrails, and they're supposed to control the weather, but really what they do is poison us all. Uh-huh. So uh, uh, by really by poisoning our food supply, primarily, as well as the population at hand, but really sitting on the food supply and getting into mm-hmm. the uh, soil. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, we know what's in this stuff. So I did a little research uh, over uh, uh, what th- can counteract these chemicals. Okay. And so here we go. You ready? Yeah. You're going to make a cocktail, a pill, one would say, uh, with chlorella, which pulls heavy metals from tissue and encapsulates toxins to prevent reabsorption in the digestive tract. Pectin, mm-hmm. which also absorbs heavy metals in the intestines and assists with removal. Mm-hmm. Uh, cilantro powder, which eliminates mercury, lead, and aluminum from the body. Uh, kombu seaweed, which is rich in heavy metal absorbing alginate. Oxygenated silver, which destroys bacteria, viruses, and fungus. And activated ca- charcoal, which binds to heavy metals for safe removal of the body. Mm-hmm. You're going to sell this stuff, mm-hmm. and people are going to buy it up. There's a lot of people out there who are terrified of chemtrails. Yeah. Uh, There was one study I said that said close to 8% of the population of the United States of America believe that chemtrails are real. That's a lot of people. A lot of money. That's a lot of people and a lot of money. And when it turns out that they are real, the people that are going to save all of you other suckers who don't believe in chemtrails Uh are going to be the ones that aren't poisoned with this shit. Yeah. And when the man comes to just roll over everybody because you're too sick to do anything, mm-hmm. not going to happen. Nope. That 8% of the population, which is a lot of people, are going to stand up to that 1%, and they're going to say, no more, Mr. Man. Yeah. And there you go. There you go. But that's how you're going to get rich, by being the person that provides that 8% of the population with the, uh, the tools. detoxification yeah. cocktail. That uh, keeps them alive and kicking. So there you go. Yeah. You could mix those chemicals into a breakfast spread and call it heavy metal jam. (laughs) 
Bravo. Bravo. How long were you sitting on that for? From about the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's funny. I did, you know, the funny thing is, I had heavy metal jam in my mind when I was singing about it, but I didn't make the connection. Okay. I was just, but yeah, you should absolutely, not only could you, but you should. Yeah, you should. You should. There uh, you go. Uh, you guys, and and you should reach out to us and give us ideas for shows, give us uh, some feedback, or give us some 10%. You can get us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can email us at uh, GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You can get us at Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes or anywhere you get your podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. If you only listen to us in podcast form, we implore you. Tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days before anyone else. Get there early, listen to Art Star Scenes. Stick around after and listen to It's All Nice on Ice. And then after that? After that, Hell Wave. Hell Wave. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you guys, you got some coin in your pocket at this point. Loaded. What are you going to do with it? You got to let people know you're the man, so you got to do something with it. Just going to tell you right now. White's Gentleman Club membership. The London Aristocratic Posh Society deserves a special place on our list. Would you be willing to fork over 85,000 pounds a year to be a member of this club? It might not seem too high for some wealthy fellows, but sorry ladies, only guys are allowed. Not only is this membership extremely expensive, but you gotta be pretty famous too. A can of Coke can cost $20 and only the finest gay meat from all of England is served. Prince Charles is allegedly a member and had a bachelor party here. Much of what goes on here is fairly mysterious. The many humiliating or dark high-stake wagers are rumored to occur. The secrecy around the club has made it difficult to know for sure, but we know it's expensive to find out. What do you think Prince Charles' bachelor party was like? Do you think it was all like fucking uh, eyes wide shut kind of stuff? Probably. Yeah. In some private men's club, mm-hmm. that's you know for that kind of uh, 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 access, that's pretty cheap. Yeah, I mean, two hundred grand to go to Mar-a-Lago, eighty thousand pound is like you know a hundred twenty. Yeah, you know, I don't think that's that's pretty Trump reasonable. Change. But you know, if you want to be the man, yeah, you got to join clubs like that. Yeah, you sure do. Trump change is that what you said? Trump change? Oh, I should have. I should have. I said Trump change. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, Noel, yeah. do we have time to do the uh, thing? Or we have time for one. So, right. you guys, how do you know that our rules are, uh, that our schemes are good enough for you to quit your job and take out loans and trust in? It's because Josh scours the rules, the internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge a schemes guide. Josh, give us one. All right. So, this is from the Millionaire Teacher, the Nine Rules of Wealth. And uh, number one, conquer the enemy in the mirror. Oh, yeah. That's, I think, all we have been talking right. about. Uh, conquer the enemy in the mirror. The pup that is you and become the man. That's right. So, Noel, uh, we're one for one, which we already knew we were getting rich. Yep. So, once again, for Josh. And, Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs>